Your hosts, Jeff Lloyd and Garrett Bush, are joined by NFL reporter Aditi Kinkabwala. They discuss, obviously, the re-signing of J.D.V. and Clowney to the Cleveland Browns, discuss some of the Deshaun Watson situation, then go in-depth on the importance of Clowney returning to a Cleveland Browns defense, which has the potential to be top five in the NFL. All that and more on your latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen. Again, available now on YouTube, your host, Jeff Floyd, your host, Garrett Bush. We've got a special one here. We're going to start off with a monster segment, kicking it off hard here on a Monday morning. Garrett, you've gotten to know her. You've gotten to spend two hours with her. Let's get this started. From formerly the NFL Network, um, now obviously on to New Horizons, Miss Aditi Kinkabwala. Garrett, let's get it started. Aditi, how you doing today? Good morning. It's funny not to sit next to you, although how many people commented at our at our size differential? Yeah, yeah, it, it was kind of large. It was, <laughs> it was kind of- How funny it was, was it that we were the ones sitting right next to each other too, right? Yeah, I, I think they did that on purpose, Aditi. I think they wanted to, to make a, a point. The questions I got about how tall I am. I mean, seriously, or how short I am. I don't know how to phrase it. But anyway, we had fun. Jeff, we had a really good time. Garrett's got some good friends on that set right there. Yeah, it's really exciting what they got going on over there. Uh, you know, and the way I described it is it's kind of just felt like it was, you know, Sunday football. Everybody's sitting around watching direct TV, you know, but in a grown person's basement, maybe not in mama's basement, so to speak. <laughs> Um, but Aditi, uh, first things first, obviously a big day for the Browns yesterday. You don't get a lot of big news on a Sunday in May in the NFL, for, but for the Cleveland Browns, it was certainly the case yesterday. How important was it for this team re-signing Jadavian Clowney? And the other thing was, is in your opinion, did you ever feel that this was not going to be a marriage that continued going further? No, I think that Jadavian Clowney has shown us that the offseason sometimes is not necessarily a place where... He moves incredibly quickly, so not a huge <laughs> surprise there. Um, and we did, in fact, last week, just the night before I saw Garrett, I did get to do a chalk talk with Kevin Stefanski, and um, he let slip that this was indeed imminent. And it just felt like Clowney liked this defense. Clowney liked playing with Garrett. The two of them played off of each other really well. The Browns had a tremendous marriage of russian coverage you know the rushers look so good because of what's happening on the back end and the back end is allowed to look so good because of what the pass rush is so it just feels i think that some players and i would like to put clowny in this category the further along they play they recognize it's better for them to play in a place that suits them that fits them that makes them look good than maybe chase every last dollar because there might be other opportunities it's that famous line right when when you win, everybody eats. There's always more money to be made if you can win. So it's almost better to find a place where you fit and you can have success and you can win. 
Nobody loves the off of off season more than Jadavian Clowney. But yeah. go ahead, Garrett. Yeah, you know, Didi, I, I agree with that totally wholehearted. When you look at uh, what Jadavian Clowney was looking at, he said, "Okay, well, you know, Deshaun Watson, um, we he feels that maybe an upgrade for his team." Uh, he looks at Amari Cooper. They went and brought him in. And, and, and you know, people were telling me that Jadavian Clowney was a guy that was going to be not in the mix because of, you know, uh, the, the rough season they had last year a little bit with the Browns. But when you have those people come in, I think he felt like it might have been an opportunity for him to get another deal, another bite at the apple if they do well this year, uh, especially if the Browns can go deep into the playoffs. I think that that's all really fair. And again, I still believe as much as we will talk about Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson and this offense, in this division, you have to play great defense. Totally agree. Totally agree. Now, also, Aditi, yesterday, some you know uh, news from the Browns' front office standpoint. Um, Glenn Cook, obviously, there were some questions about you know where his role was going to be um, with Andrew Barry also bringing in Catherine Raich uh, to help in the front office. So basically, what it is is they basically took the vice president duties, the general manager duties, basically split it up 50-50 where each one's going to get to dabble in both ends of it. Um, I was wondering if we just get your thoughts here. Obviously, you know, on Andrew Barry, totally understanding the opportunities he was giving and always looking to pay it forward to somebody that he trusts, somebody that he respects, somebody that he feels could be a bigger part of an NFL front office going on down the line. Because it, it, it's it, it's impressive the way he's put it together and also certainly understanding where he came from and people who opened doors for him. Sure, but I don't think that any of this is Andrew Barry simply doing favors for anybody. This is Andrew Barry being open-minded enough to consider any and all candidates. I mean, I remember him telling me a story a long time ago about meeting uh, Kat Raish in Philly. She'd come in and he's looking at the resume and he and How Howie Roseman are sort of looking at each other like, I don't understand. How is this person not hired someplace else? What exactly like this is this is if this was, you know, let's say Cal Raish, there'd mm -hmm. be no question. This person might already True. be a general manager in some way. So, oh gosh, I'm so sorry, gentlemen. Where's the color clothes? Downstairs in the dryer. Okay. I apologize, gentlemen. This is there is no reason to. We have dogs. Um, we have Amazon delivery people. Trust me, nobody's <laughs> never not stopped through Lockdown Brown Studios. In any case, um, basically, Andrew Barry said, I don't know that, I don't even care what this person's role is, but I want really, really bright people around me. I want smart people around me. And he and Kat Raish clearly formed a great relationship in Philadelphia, and it's one that's looking to continue. And I think that he knows he'll have complete and full not when I say support and loyalty, I don't want that to sound negative because I think that Andrew Barry's the type of guy who likes to hear dissension also, and is someone who wants to hear different in, in, different opinions, different POVs, and he just wants as many smart people at the table as possible. And so, is he more open-minded in who he is looking to bring in? Perhaps, but let's not act like okay, he's just going out of his way to give people opportunities who may not otherwise get them. He's giving very, very, very deserved, smart people opportunities. Yeah, Didi, when I when you look at it, you know, I, he's been and the Browns have been really 
I think on the cutting edge and the forefront of, of diversity within the organization um, and, and not just at the ground levels, just not just at, you know, the entry level positions. I mean, you know, they, they have, uh, you know, people who are on the coaching staff, they now make this move. And like you said, it's, it's more of a situation where it's, it's he's giving, um, you know, he's, he's hiring qualified people. He's just, he's just a little bit, a bit more on the cutting edge of, in terms of making sure that he has diversity in, in the front office as well as the organization. I thought it was a really great move, really savvy and smart move. Uh, and the Cleveland Browns continue to be on the forefront of that. But again, it's not just making sure it's diversity. It's just having, looking at a larger pool. You know, this is not like, okay, let's check a box. Let's make sure that we have a female coach. Let's make sure we have a purple mascot or whatever. You know, this Mm -hmm. is really like, okay, let's look at everybody that's out there. And if you're willing to look at everybody, if you're willing to give everybody equal equal access to opportunity, then this is largely what you end up with. And you're right. I I think the Browns do take pride, not that they are diverse for the sake of being diverse, but that they are indeed giving equal access to opportunity. And this is what the result is. I just want to get to one last thing, Aditi, and we're going to let you go continue to be the rock star mom that you are. Um, I don't know with, about that, but thank you. <laughs> hey, look, we all wear the crown. Even whether or not yeah. we earned it, we pretend we, we have the crown, Aditi. Um, we do our best, right? No, there is no doubt. Um, I, we're not going to get into, obviously, all the details, but you know, it, it's a huge talking point here. Deshaun Watson, I think we all agree at some point there's going to be a little time away. Um, the question I have for you is, do you think this is something imminent we're going to hear about at, for 2022, or is this something that may wait till 2023 when they get through, obviously, the civil litigation? No, I, I think that the league will surely make some sort of decision, probably, my guess is after mandatory minicamp and before training camp, so probably sometime in June, you'll get some sort of decision. Um that's my best guess. But again, I, I'm not a lawyer, so, and don't work in the league office. But I would just say from having been around this for uh, 13 or so years, that is my guess. Nor did she stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. Miss Adini Kinkabala, uh, thank you so much for your time here today. Obviously, we kept you you know, a little bit longer than we, we were hoping to, but uh, go get about your day. We appreciate No, it wasn't the time. for length. It was just the time that we started, guys. Garrett, I hope that your car is okay. And yes, we'll have to we are do it good. again another time. Okay, sweet. No thank problem you. at all. We are going to move on here. Some other talks. Obviously, Aditi is fantastic. We appreciate her taking some time here today. We're going to come back here. We're going to talk some more General Browns news and maybe the shape of this defense. As Aditi mentioned, obviously, you know, based on coverage, based on pass rush, we're going to get to that. Your latest Locked On Browns, your host, Garrett Bush and Jeff Lloyd. This episode is brought by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for all your uh, for your local Toyota auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Is your Odyssey an LX, an EX, V6, V6 Turbo? And wait while the person behind the counter 
orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and certainly in your pocket. With Rock Auto, you can save time and money. It's simple. You go on there, you get charged the same price that an auto parts store does. So why not buy it yourself, cut out the middleman? Rock Auto is a family-owned business. It's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are reliably low. And again, everyone's price range is the same. Customer, store, you pay the same price. Explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know the folks at Locked On sent you their way. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Mr. G Money, Jeff Lloyd, tearing it up for you here on Monday morning. Uh, obviously, you know, episode up from yesterday, uh, everything Jadavian Clowney as, you know, Jadavian has returned to Cleveland and to the Browns, the shape of that defensive end room, which I am very, very excited about. For me, that is one going to be one of the storylines of training camp. But Garrett, this was key, obviously, in basically, if you want to call it maybe, you know, who's playing what instrument you know, which is the band that will ultimately be the Browns defense in 2022 secondary as great as we thought it was at times last year, you've got to expect better. You think John Johnson, the third is going to give you a better year to grant Delpit a little bit more healthy. Now also now, you know, has his feet wet NFL wise. Nothing's going to surprise him. He's, you know, obviously played in NFL season. So nothing new there. Um, the cornerback room, your top three guys, Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward, and of course, Greg Newsom, all played together. AJ Green played a solid role last year. So it's just the thought process here. And I, I, I hate to keep harping back on this, but of course, with Deshaun Watson now at the helm of the Browns at the quarterback position, um, bringing in Amari Cooper, hoping for a change in the passing game here, it, it, this defense could truly be the driving force of this team. It's just that talented. And now it appears other than defensive tackle, it is just that deep on the defensive side of the ball. It doesn't matter that you might be the fourth or fifth cornerback or the fourth or fifth safety. You're going to get reps and you're going to get meaningful reps. You know what? I look at the defense and, and now you can kind of start to look at it in a total uh, effect in the totality of ever what everything is going into it, especially the different pieces of the parts. You now have Jadavian Clowney back in the mix. You can plug him back in. Obviously, you have Miles Garrett. Uh, and, and now you have this 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 group where you, you expect your second year players to get better. You expect Newsom to get better. JOK was showing really a lot of flashes is what he can do as far as blitzing, what he can do with his speed, his athleticism out there, linebacker. And at times he looked like he was a guy that, that was a dominant guy as a rookie. So you, you expect that to continue to, to go. You have Denzel Ward back. Greedy Williams is a guy who, you know, we didn't know what we're going to get from Greedy, especially with the whole neck injury and everything. I thought he played really well last year. So you, with the draft picks and bringing in uh, Emerson, who I, I think is going to play uh, with the uh, departure of Troy Hill, uh, I think he's going to get some minutes. And then the two safeties, um, you know, to learn what Joe Woods wants to do, it takes a little bit of time because he wants to disguise a lot of things. He wants to have guys play multiple positions. But anytime that you got guys that are playing multiple positions, especially safeties moving around a lot, 
it's very difficult for you to pick up on that naturally up front. One of the things that you got to do is you got to continue to to learn and read on the run. And if you miss time, uh, if you are in your first year or you have injuries, you're not going to be able to get everything that he's trying to throw at you. So when you look at this situation with the secondary, I, I think that you will see two things happen. I think Grant Delpit will be healthier. He'll actually be playing faster because of himself and the fact that he's in his second year in the system. John Johnson as well. John Johnson was a guy who in the beginning of the season, a lot of people said, hey, we gave him a lot of money to come in and be that safety. And, you know, he had some blown coverages. First week of the year, Tyreek Hill gets behind him for the touchdown. And, but as the season continued to go on, he had a couple of interceptions. He started to get more comfortable. So I look at those two positions in, in the secondary as two guys that can really elevate this team to the next level if you get John Johnson, Grant Delpit, and to a lesser escape, Ronnie Harrison, uh, into the mix and make sure that these guys are comfortable. The key with this safety play, and one of the reasons that John Johnson III was so appealing to Joe Woods, obviously Andrew Barry and the Cleveland Browns, is the fact that he is so versatile, um, where the Browns early in the season had no choice but to basically just use him in one role, playing a deep safety. Look, he's not the most athletic safety in the NFL. We understand that. Where John Johnson III wins is his intelligence. I am a smarter player I have done all my work. I see things basically happening before they do is the reason that John Johnson III has been so successful. When you take him and basically just say you're going to play on the roof and basically just you know protect us deep, A, number one, you don't pay that type of money for somebody just to do that. It was not the Browns' plan. It was not the Browns' intention. But with Grant Delpit, you know, the, the injuries kept him a little longer. I think they thought he would be an immediate contributor week one. Obviously, that was not the case. Ronnie Harrison, um, and we've talked at length about this. It's still kind of surprising that Ronnie Harrison has returned um, just due to the fact that, you know, there were some mental lapses certainly on his part last year, some injuries. So after he was a big, big factor in 2020, he was not that factor in 2021. But obviously the Browns still like what Ronnie Harrison can be. They love the size. They love the length. And if you notice now, we keep saying this more and more when we're talking about players on the Browns defense, length, length. They like big, long players. And Ronnie Harrison, literally, if Ronnie Harrison put on 20 pounds, he could easily be considered a weak side linebacker for many, many teams in the league. But has the versatility, can play around the line of scrimmage, can play deep. He's an aggressive tackler. He's smart about getting after the football if the opportunity is there to set up or create a turnover. So headsy player, along with John Johnson III. This is one of the calling cards for Grant Delpit coming out of LSU. Um, and Garrett, you know me. I'm a wide receiver. So for me to sit here and wax poetic about defense, that tells you how special I think this could be. And again, it, you know, it was so, so vastly underrated last year just due to everything that was going on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Baker, the wide receivers, all of this is this going into this. You knew, hey, if we get Clowney back, we're going to add just a couple more players that we like that we think fit this system. But uh, the defensive side of the ball here, I truly feel the sky is the limit for this defense. There is so much talent there, and not along with the, and just along with the talent is you're talking about players who seem to be pretty football intelligent along with it. Oh uh, yeah, look, that's the thing. You know, they, the first thing that they want to mention 
with the Browns, Kevin Stefanski, those guys, Ivy League guys, is they want them to be, to be smart. They want them to be um, guys that, that don't penalize themselves, that can understand, that can play multiple positions. And and to be honest with you, um, you know, I, I'm a Browns guy, but, you know, sometimes during the first part of the year when they were learning, the Browns weren't playing smart. We had a lot of missed MAs. We had some penalties. Um, we showed some flashes. Uh, it, I would say against the Vikings, they played a very good game. Uh, I thought they played a very good game against the Bears, but there were some games where they had multiple um, breakdowns. The Cardinals games, they had breakdowns. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, by the time we get to the end of the year, um, we, we were we were moving like a well-oiled machine. But in the beginning, there were some rough, rough, rough parts. So this year, the great part about it is you're not implementing that many new people. Your starting secondary is intact. For the most part, your starting linebacker core is intact. All those guys know those same positions. The only thing you're switching up is is you're switching up uh, uh, some defensive tackles. Uh, and you got Taven Bryan, who's a guy who who's there. Uh, he's a veteran. You got some other guys that are some veterans up front that are going to rotate in. So for the most part, these teams should be out there ready to go playing fast come week one of training camp because they know the system. And, and the Browns do a good job of reinstalling the system every year just so people can be uh, crystal clear on what their expectations and their assignments are. Yes. So, um, folks, when we get to August and we get to camp and we get to team drills and we hear, wow, the defense seems like they're winning most of these drills, let's not act like this is a surprise. To be honest, right now with a new quarterback, a lot of new faces on the offensive side of the ball. That should probably be the norm. We're going to get back to a little bit more here, rolling through. If you didn't check out yesterday's episode, Jadavian Clowney's back. Everything that ties into that, Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, taking you through here. Your latest locked on, on Browns. If you guys do not know about Bill Bar by now, I don't know what's going on here. We pitch him all the time. I love brownies, but you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just while I'm making the brownies or Mrs. Lloyd's making the brownies. Imagine if you could lick the brownie spatula clean and get some protein in. You're in luck because Built has a new creation and this one is better than ever. The brownie batter puff. You heard me right. This puff takes protein bars to a whole new level and they are available right now on Built.com. Have you tried the Built puffs yet? I'm not sure what you're waiting for. Puffs are a chocolate chocolate covered infused marshmallow protein bar. That's right. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate with 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only seven grams of sugar. Brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick me up for any day. All built puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. The brownie batter puffs will have you completely forgetting that you were eating a protein bar. No need to pinch yourself. This is real life. Go to built.com to get brownie batter puffs now. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to the Browns Locked On Podcast. G. Bush in the building. Uh, make sure you follow him at G. Bush 91. Jeff Lloyd in the building. Follow at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, we definitely got the, the, the podcast coming up from yesterday. That's up right now. You're talking about uh, Jadavian Clowney, everything moving with him. Big news, breaking news yesterday with the Cleveland Browns, and that's what we're here for. When breaking news happens, we get up and start moving, man. So, uh, you know, <laughs> make sure 
that you got that covered during, uh, you know, the first uh, parts of the, uh, the off season. We're going to be ramping up here. Training camp is coming up. Make sure you subscribe uh, to the podcast wherever you get your podcast at. And make sure you hit that like button, subscribe button uh, here for the YouTube page as well. We got some great stuff. Thank you for Aditi coming in for us and, and sparing a few minutes. Very busy woman. We thank you for our insight um, and, and appreciate that. Um, so coming on with us this, this morning. Uh, Jeff, you know, we look, we talked a little bit about that secondary, a little bit about uh, the linebackers and the defensive line in the front. Um, uh, if you had to say uh, out of those three groups, where where do you think that the um, Browns need to tweak a little bit? Do you need to bring any depth pieces in for, on the back end, uh, in the middle, or uh, up front um, now that you, you've gotten the Jadavion Clowney taken care of? Well, if you look at it this way, the Browns, Cornerback-wise, there's five. There's literally five right now. Uh, you bring Emerson in the fold. All of these guys, otherwise, Denzel, Greg Newsom, Greedy, A.J. Green, all saw significant reps last year, saw success last year. You bring in Martin Emerson, who brings maybe a little bit of a different presence to the room as far as physicality. Um, safety position, you're rolling four deep. J.J. Three, Grant Elbert, Ronnie Harrison coming back, Richard LeCount. Um, hopefully, you're hoping for a more positive second year. He had a promising summer for the Browns as a rookie. It just seemed like the lights never really went on when the regular season hit. Um, you know, I still go back to Chris Day and him being locked in one-on-one with Dante Adams, which led to a touchdown. I'm not sure the defensive call on that one, though. Um, for Richard's account, one-on-one Devontae Adams. You're good there. Um, it's the defensive tackle position, and it certainly stands out. I think, you know, even with Taven Bryant, um, it seems like you kind of have all the same type of guys there, with the exception of Tommy Togiai. But yes, Tommy Togiai, we haven't seen it yet. Is he a guy that can be influential in stopping the run? There are names out there, and they certainly might be at their point in careers similar to where the Jadavian Clowney is, where, you know, I'm not a big fan of spring. I'm not a big fan of June. But man, once August comes, you know I'm going to be there. So again, you go through these names of Eddie Goldman. You go through these names of Akeem Hicks um, and Dominican Sue. Certainly, certainly, you know, you think maybe that one of those guys would be a good fit here for the Browns. It will come down to money. Certainly, it'll come down to saying to them, hey, look, we don't need you for 90% of the snaps. Heck, we might only want you for 70, 65% of the snaps because we feel we're going to be a team that's going to hold the lead a lot. If we're holding the lead a lot, we're playing a lot of nickel. We're playing a lot of dime. So, you know, we're going to be able to use you, you know, at our leisure, at your leisure. And they also have this with they can go to with any one of these veterans. And look, some of them have suffered injuries here and there. Hey, look, look what we did for Jadavian Clowney last year. We put a great plan in place for Jadavian Clowney. Not only, you know, did he, was he healthy for most of the year, had his most successful year in several years. So we are willing and we will be flexible and understanding that, you know, you've been through a lot so we can make it easier for you to get your greatest success, which in turn gives us our greatest success. But Garrett, I want to go to the picture yesterday from Deshaun Deshaun Watson. Anybody realize how tiny Jakeem Grant is? You see that picture, and you know all these guys are you know mid to late 20s at worst. I mean, I know Joel Batonio obviously got a couple of kids, but you look at Jakeem Grant, and it just kind of looks like you know whatever field they found there, whatever maybe high school field they found in the Bahamas, it looked That's like man. they took the, the best kid that they saw there and said, ah, oh, come on, kid, you can jump in the picture with it. That dude is tiny, 4'3 or not, that dude is tiny. The dude, the dude, he looks like it's his first day of school. 
and, 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 and it's his first day of school out there. I was looking for his backpack and, and, pa and brown paper lunch, bro. Yeah, like, where's the little cooler hanging off the side with his <laughs> apple juice? My goodness, man. That just goes to show you, man. And think about this, Jeff. Back in the day, you play receiver. There was there was a strict height requirement. Like, it wasn't like you didn't see the really smaller running backs. Um, I remember the first running backs I, I really see, saw like that was Darren Sproles back in the day. Mm -hmm. Like Darren Sproles, um, uh, Jaquiz Rogers out of o Oregon State, and he, he had a, a brother, a twin brother that was just as short as he was. So it, it's it's been a, a thing where now, progressively, you see guys that are are shorter like that making the rosters. Plus, you started to see guys like Percy Harvin, guys who didn't really have a position. You didn't know if they could, you know, go out and high point the football. But now you got those guys in, in Tyreek Hill now that they're just so fast and versatile. What they're doing is just finding ways to get them the ball in their hands. And they're kind of like hybrid running backs slash uh, undersized receivers, returners. But those guys have made a, a really a big time um, jump in, in what they do in the NFL. And they've become more, more profitable and marketable to, to get on your squad because – People found out that those guys can, uh, if you can get them in space uh, against other people that's mismatches, they can they can make some explosive things happen for you. I was just watching him the other day. I, I think um, Grant is going to be a guy that I, I, I like. I forgot I, they even had him for a second, you know, because, you know, it was kind of one of those offseason moves where it just came in, just popped up on you like Browns have signed Jakeen Grant. All right, cool. <laughs> so I took a look at it. Um, I like it. You know, we now have a returner. That a full-time returner. We haven't had anybody since, um, I would say, since Travis Benjamin that was really scary back there. Um, but um, really loved the move, and I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah, um, and it goes down to you know where a lot of the you know modern day NFL is. You know, find your athletes, get them in space. I remember talking about this years ago. Um, you know, coaching Pop Warner, coaching high school, and you know, oh well, this kid can do this, 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 and this, and you know, hearing other coaches go, oh well, is he a wide receiver? Is he a running back? Does it matter? You know what I'm saying? We got to find a way to make sure we get the ball in this young man's hands eight to 10 times a game. I know we have a featured running back. We have a quarterback. But if everybody's focused on everything else, we got this kid out here. And you know what he can do with the ball in his hand? He's not going to break a lot of tackles. He's got the ball in his hands. He can run really, really fast. Um, and Grant, obviously, the return uh, aspect is huge for this team, which needs a huge, huge turnaround on special teams. Cade, you are coming in to kick. Baracquez coming in as the punter. Mike Prefer certainly on the spot here in 2022 as far as getting the special teams unit figured out. G. Bush, we had a good one here today. Obviously, uh, uh, Didi Kinkawala came on, gave us some uh, time and some thoughts here. We've gotten to more here about the Browns defense and the potential to be great is certainly there with this Browns defense. Um, just having a fun here, a uh, blast here. You know, obviously for the Browns right now, we got some news in the last couple of days, something that you're not normally comfortable with in late May, which always makes well if you host a Brown podcast, you know, whatever you can get some news like that. So we appreciate everybody keeps following along. Keep making Locked On Browns your first listen. Available on all podcast flat platforms. Certainly now available on YouTube. Please, everybody, make sure you're subscribing over there for us. We do appreciate it. Uh, Garrett obviously got the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show coming up this week, five episodes, so make sure you're checking that out. You guys are having a blast over there. You heard Didi talk about it as well. So certainly a fun time you know, for the guys as they're embarking on this new chapter of their careers. Um, he is Garrett Bush at GBush91. I am Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. We are your hosts of Lockdown Browns day in, day out. We are here minimum 
five days a week on Lockdown Browns. So with all of this, we appreciate you all so much with all of this. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.